0: To nerd it all before.
1: Nerd!
0: The podcast where we dive deep into the subjects that make us all geek out. A bunch of goddamn nerds. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual enthusiast, Nerd It All Before is your destination for deep dives and lighthearted discussions that celebrate all things nerdy. So grab your headphones, get comfortable, and join us every month as we embark on a journey through the realms of imagination, intellect, and sheer excitement.
2: You don't want to be a nerd. I'm not raising a nerd, bro. If it's a nerd, I'm going to bash his head in. Nerds get nowhere in life.
0: This is Nerd It All Before. Prepare to unleash your inner nerd and explore the passions that connect us all. Let's dive in. Shuck it, nerds!
3: (laughs) Welcome to uh, the newest, the next edition of Nerd It All Before. I almost forgot the name of the show. (laughs) But here we are. Yeah, it is. Um and this is Drew's show. Drew's actually the one gonna be leading this conversation. It was his idea I... for this show. Yeah, you are. I have to I have to lead off? You have to well, I mean you have to tell us what the whole what we're discussing this week.
2: Well then we're gonna start completely over.
3: Welcome to Nerd It All Before
2: with Drew, who is apparently hosting this week's show. I'm Drew. I'm and Jason. Is, <laughs> and I'm Rick. <laughs> um so today. We're going to talk about the albums that made us these are our like most essential albums that apparently your guys' lists Don't even like combined art as long as
3: my list that I had to narrow down I spent a lot of time like I, <laughs> I There were certain ones that I left off because like there might be one song or something, you know, or, or whatever that I skip Like is that weird? like I have albums that I listen to that I would skip like one song on you would only skip one song, or yeah. you would only listen to one. No, song? I would only skip one song. Let's but, get an example. Um. Oh God. Uh, oh man,
0: giving away the ghost right now.
3: <laughs> um. Wow. Why am I completely blanking? Uh. Wow. No, I like you. Literally caught me off guard because I had this. <laughs> I ha- I literally. Um. I had a couple of them earlier, and I took them off the list. Um. Is
2: it? Is it? There's a and Foo Fighters album. Steal my
3: sunshine. <laughs> no. I don't skip over "Still My Sunshine." No. Oh God, we have music playing now. We gotta watch out for copyrights on this one. We can't. We're, we we gotta we gotta keep that one. Uh, keep that. I in think mind. we're allowed
0: three seconds, so I'm gonna I'm gonna play two second clips through this whole episode. Do <laughs> we doing
2: name that tune?
0: Actually, no. If
3: if I I believe the rule is if it's used for educational purposes, like to, to lead a, to lead a discussion, you are allowed to have a certain amount. Like you have to talk over it. Or whatever but yeah there's a whole copyright thing um but yeah i'm sure like there were foo fighters albums that i liked but there was like one or two songs i'm like eh you know and i would just skip over them and um, see
0: i went the opposite way i'll tell you like it, if we're talking about albums that changed us i could have skipped over the whole album and listened to one and there's one there's one album on my list that there is a song if i could have worn it out on the cd i would have i just listened to it constantly so it's almost an album that was, it was good in its own right, but there's one song that it hit me in a moment in time that I just couldn't, I couldn't not put it on this list.
3: Um, well, like, okay, uh, there were like, an album that I listened to constantly, but I would skip songs on is uh, Nirvana's In Utero. Like, I love right. that album. It's a friggin' mm-hmm. phenomenal album, but there's like a couple of them that I'm like, eh, you know, not, you know, I'd rather listen to something else. Or I'd rather move on to the next song. Penny Royalty. Are you uh, Are you pushing Skip on that one? Probably. <laughs> uh, Milk It
0: is another one that I'm like, hey. I kind of like Penny Royalty, though. Like That's not a bad song. It's
2: not. There's some of their songs that I actually prefer the unplugged version. Like, I prefer All Apologies Unplugged to the album version.
0: hmm I agree. Hey, that, that whole... I mean, not to give anything away, but that whole album... Let's say was very influential to me. So,
1: yeah.
3: Okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah. number four or four.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: but no, I, I easily could have had a 30, 40, 40 album list. Um, and I have a couple of them on there that are totally weird, um, but have special meaning. So, you know. I know one band
2: that will definitely be on your list.
3: Oh? Yeah. Okay.
0: Probably. I have one to talk about that I, I literally can't wait because. I'm hoping it's a surprise for everybody, like not because that it's they're so popular, but because again, time and place, it was very unexpected for for somebody in middle school to be listening to this.
3: I also have one compilation. does that count?
1: yeah,
0: like it was an a, album
3: it is an album, and it was a compilation i i want to say that the songs were all part of the compilation before they were part of the albums that they were part of, so
0: yeah see that my my issue is. Uh, I worked at a giant box store uh, where you could buy things at the best price. Um, I, I believe <laughs> the, I
3: believe we both worked at that same. We did.
0: We, we we worked at that box store, and um, I, I had so many CDs at that time. And I actually struck all of the soundtracks off my list because. I, for whatever reason, I went through a time frame where like it was just cool to get a, a compilation or like a soundtrack because mm-hmm. typically, especially in the like the 90s, there's a couple of good soundtracks that came out that were just, I, I mean, I, I believe Drew used the word slaps at some point, um, <laughs> as the kids say. I don't know if I'm using ba- it right.
2: Bangers. are some bangers on there. There were some wicked
0: bangers. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know if that's that's the right terminology or not. But uh, yes, they, I took those off the list.
2: Yeah, uh, the, uh, the Above the Rim soundtrack, the single soundtrack. Uh. Mm-hmm.
3: This one's going to uh, throw me. But Batman Forever?
0: No, seriously. <laughs> I... Yes.
3: yes. Wasn't that the one?
0: Song, or the U2 song. It had uh,
3: U2. It had uh, Kiss from a Rose. Kiss had...
0: from a Rose? Come yeah. on. Like, how many times did you slow dance to Kiss from a Rose in middle school? <laughs> <laughs> well, That's it wasn't in middle YouTube. school
3: because I believe it was 1995 that that came out.
0: Oh, shit. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I was in high school. I wasn't going back to middle school. <laughs> I mean, you could Still have. Dancing.
3: The uh, the Days to Confuse soundtrack is 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 one of those that's like really
0: good. Yep, for sure. There's a
3: ton of them that are that were excellent back then. But I I did I kept those off. But I do have one compilation because it was the first CD I ever owned.
2: Well, my the first CD I ever owned is not on here. So I will tell you that the first CD I ever owned was a band called Silk. Um, and it was from like 1992 or three, um, absolutely dreadful R and B
0: music. I actually know what you're talking about and <laughs> I don't think it's dreadful, but, but how did you start out with, with R and B music?
2: It was just the first CD I got. Um, oh, I, uh, we'll, we'll go through the whole evolution of my music taste as mine we work is, our way through this. Mine is R and <laughs> B hip hop. So yeah. Uh, um, yeah hip-hop was like big for me from when i was like eight years old till i was about 16 he used mm-hmm. to write raps i did <laughs> no i brought them over and i read some of them on one of our podcasts once
0: he did. no that's a that's a whole nother podcast we're some not of bringing this up
2: some of my dope rhymes from no. the early 90s no
0: true no <laughs> well true
3: no. since you drew since you have the longest list out of all of us yeah you want to you want to kick us off we,
2: yeah or, i figured or, we'd switch switch it for a while but uh that sounds good so first of all i'm gonna go for this this is uh, I, the, the rest of them will be less long-winded but this is my favorite album so uh i'm gonna tell a story to go along with um these smashing pumpkins melancholy and the infinite sadness my favorite album um wasn't liked smashing pumpkins at the time it came out but i wasn't a huge fan it made me like you know they're one of my top three favorite bands now but <clears throat> i first discovered this album uh and this is going to go into my every type of music i listen to tr- triggers a memory in my head um 1995 day before thanksgiving um me and one of my friends go to blockbuster video and rent the movie clerks because it doesn't get much more 90s than that <laughs> um, <laughs> The next day uh,
3: do I know this best friend? Is this who I think it might be or no is this this is before
2: you, you've at least been to a concert with him okay you have at least been to see less than Jake with him. okay yeah um, So anyway, next day uh, he, he was actually invited over to Thanksgiving because his family was out of town. And uh, he brings over his copy of Smashing Pumpkins, Melancholy, and the Infinite Sadness. It had just recently come out. And <clears throat> I listened to a few songs off of it. I think just the, just the Bullet with Butterfly Wings and, and a couple others. And I liked it. Well, I used to exchange Christmas gifts with a couple of different friends. I had bought one of my other friends that album for Christmas wrapped it, stuffed it under my tree, and needless to say, within about four days, that Christmas present was unwrapped by me (laughs) and put into my CD player. Um, Yeah, so that's actually, I still have that CD that I basically kind of ungifted, but didn't. Uh, Anyway, I listened to the first disc for quite a while, not listening to the second disc. Then I moved on to the second disc. And then, as I was saying on the last show, at one point, I listened to that CD, at least one of those discs every day for three years.
3: I was going to what? so which, do you have a favorite out of the two?
2: It depends. <laughs> it, it just depends on, on I, w- I would say disc one is the more rockin' disc and disc two is the more experimental
3: one. So it just depends on how I, Although. how I'm. Disc, disc two had uh, 1979 on it, didn't it? yeah yeah so i mean uh, that was one of my favorite ones off that album i mean i that it's a great album i mean it the is. whole thing
2: um
3: yeah uh ended up getting to see them on that tour
2: which was pretty cool um i've seen them now four times once with you rick yes um, yeah and uh yeah so that's my number one smashing pumpkins melancholy infinite sadness it made smashing pumpkins one of my favorite bands it is my absolute favorite album. It has influenced my musical taste for years. So discuss, I guess.
3: I mean, it's a great I, I don't really have know if there's like a discussion. I mean, that one is one that I used to know. I honestly like that was when I had in my five disc changer in my car, like the, that would just mm. go and play all the time in my old Ford Taurus. <laughs>
0: my, I had one of those too.
3: my red Ford Taurus. Um yeah, that I had the five disc changer in the back with the subs and the oh yeah that was, um, but yeah that was one of them that definitely lived in my on on my on the rotation for sure.
0: Uh, same thing here. I, I mean, you've got a double album that comes out by Smashing Pumpkins and they just crush it all the way through. Um, there, there's not necessarily songs that you're in love with, but every song is perfectly listenable, absolutely enjoyable, and it it does have a tone all the way through that's really nice.
2: Um, uh, they have not put out an album anywhere near its quality since then. No. They put out a lot of decent albums, but nothing like that.
0: No. I mean, it's, it, that was peak Smashing Pumpkins. And also, close to like peak 90s music. Yeah you know if you were to pull a, a thread of 90s music um, my wife like to say it's kind of like a mopey grungy decade mm-hmm. um that's that's perfect it, it's you know there's a lot of like emo culture starting to develop at the time
3: yeah i i mean i was big into the grunge thing like hardcore into the grunge thing for a while and some of, and it's funny cuz none of the grunge albums made my ones that i listened to yeah, or the, the songs that made us when it probably should. Like, there's probably a couple of them that should have. Um, but I have some really strange. Should I start off with strange or with popular? Because strange. Just because I, I know you have one
2: particular band on there, and I just want to hear you say it.
3: Well, so <laughs> I will start off with the one that I re- – like, the first album I remember ever hearing in whole – all the time in my house, because my mother loved it, and it grew on me. And I will, out to this day, I will listen to it. And she used to sing to me, like to put me to sleep as a kid. Um, and it is uh, "Hey Jude," the Beatles album. Oh, okay. all right. Um, she used to sing "Hey Jude" to me, but it's got Lady Madonna, Revolution, uh, "Don't Let Me Down," uh, "The Ballad of John and Yoko." Uh, John and Yoko. Um, it's got a ton of stuff on it. Um, and I, to this day, it's one of those albums to me is like a quintessential thing because it's just part of my upbringing. And it was my like introduction to the Beatles, introduction to that style of music. And uh, it it's I don't I'm not a big bubblegum Beatles fan, but I'm <laughs> like but like the later stuff and, and like sixty four, sixty five and on are are my Beatles. <laughs> So, that the is More Grungy Beatles. The More Grungy Beatles, the more experimental <laughs> Beatles. Um, but yeah, I like that's one of those ones and to the like I the Beatles channel is one of my presets on uh my radio on my car cuz I'll just listen to the Beatles. So, um Paul McCartney still one of my favorite concerts I've ever been to. So. Not the I'm sure that wasn't the band that you were thinking of. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but
2: yeah I, I i i'm not a huge huge beatles fan but i definitely appreciate their music a lot uh lady madonna i believe is a george harrison or a
3: ringo uh lady madonna is paul mccartney i thought well paul mccartney oh. sings it um, Are you
2: sure i thought that was a george harrison sing. no
3: paul mccartney definitely sings it he sings it in his in his at his concert too okay
2: um the uh, quick quick sidebar because you brought up that that was something your your mom sang to you as a kid or played for you as a kid. What what bands are you into? Just because your parents listened to them so much that you heard them so much as a kid that you ended up liking him or them. I can say I'm a fan of Huey Lewis and the News solely because. My mother used to play sports constantly when I was a kid. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Pretty much any classic rock. Like my dad used to like uh, Steve Miller band, um, the James Gang. He grew up with one of the guys in the James Gang. So that was that was one that was in uh, in the playlist all the time. Um, God, he likes some funky stuff, too. Um, why am I completely blanking out the name of the band? The band that sang Enagata vida Oh, uh, oh, a God. blue
0: oyster Cult? No. no. No.
3: Iron butterfly. Yes, iron butterfly. There you oh, go. Oh, that's right. Damn it. Um uh, s- but yeah, those those types of bands were ones that I had.
0: I, so this actually this this was a great question Drew cuz it it leads into my first <laughs> album. Um, so, uh, my dad listened to a lot of classic rock and country, um, and then, o- honestly, a lot of talk radio. Uh, I grew up listening to the Monsters, uh, shout out. and um,
3: Oh, triple R. Yeah. <laughs> Jackass.
0: Um, <laughs> um, tell me how you really feel. I mean, I could. So, um, I also, uh, my mom played music all the time. I, I mean, just literally, we always had music constantly on, um, but importantly... My cousin Wayne, uh, who my mom grew up with uh, because they were about the same age, sent her mixtapes all the time. Now, this is this is why this is this is not one album, but this is why I actually put several albums all in one group. So my first one is actually a group of group a group of bands, and this is what influences everything that we have going forward uh, for, for my list on at one time i'd be listening to depeche mode violator charlie daniels band decade of songs and the beach boys greatest hits <laughs> okay okay there was and a lot I, of beach boys
3: in our house so i that yeah
0: i am positive i was the only kid in middle school who could sing almost every song off of violator <laughs> and sing almost every song the charlie daniels band had at the time and also still drive to the beach boys and it's because i had all these eclectic sources in my family, I, I was never taught to not like one particular genre of music, and so I just kind of fell into all of it, which is part of, maybe why I like uh, soundtracks so much because you got this real weird feel, you know.
3: Well, I mean, if we want to kind of fall into that same thing, and another one of the weird ones that I had on my list that no one would have figured out, it well, somebody may have, but is Abba Gold. So my great... <laughs> My grandmother moved into our house when I was in fourth grade. Because my gra- your my thir- Swedish grandmother? No, I got it. no, she's not Swedish. She is Polish <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> um, but <laughs> um, she moved into our house when I was in third or fourth grade, um, and would literally. And she passed away when I was in college. But like, I would walk in every day, and she had her radio on next to her with the ABBA gold CD in it, and every day I would listen to ABBA. And to this day, I like Swedish pop. Is I you know I'll listen to that you know pretty much any Swedish pop. Um, it's just one of those catchy things that isn't my style of music, but it's an album that like had an influence on me because it's something that I will still listen to. I listen to Ace of Base because of ABBA. Like that was a whole like weird mm-hmm. transition, but.
2: Did your mom date a guy named Fernando at the time? Uh, no, she has <laughs> never dated anyone named Fernando. Um, and we
3: we seriously hardcore lost uh, Abba trivia on the boat on our cruise that we were on a couple weeks ago. So um, uh,
0: is it wrong to say your grandmother's probably disappointed in you? Um,
3: she, I don't know. Because, <laughs> so you had just you had a, like a couple like not even a line of a song that you had to, to, to name the song of. Um, and all Abba songs sound almost the same, so it was very hard. <laughs> um, and I'm horrible with names anyway, so the names of songs, especially of an album that I love to listen to, but I couldn't care less about the name of the song. It was just one of those, you know, I, I failed miserably, so she might be upset, but I doubt it.
0: That's fair enough. No, I get it. Um I I would love to jump to my next one because you've you've already kind of talked about it and, and I think it's pretty easy for us to jump to to get through um Nirvana the unplugged album uh, I'm, I'm- it's it was the first album that made me want to pick up a guitar and start playing. Um, I am terrible at playing guitar and I've I, I, I fully admit that but I love that album so much I, I mean every song on it is just as drew says it slaps.
3: <laughs> it really does. That is an amazing album, and it it is quote unquote a best of kind of thing, um, but it's and they add like um, that was the first time that they did uh, Man Who Sold the World right when they did yeah. the cover yeah
0: I believe so I I mean it's that whole album is just incredible sorry Drew
2: oh as I was gonna say they did a couple covers on that because they did a Meat Puppet song too yeah mm-hmm. they
0: did and it's a one of the things I love it's it might be the only live album I enjoy. Um, because for the most part, I try to stay away from him because you've, you've already got the other one and you were never there for that experience. But for some reason that one transcends the people who were in the crowd at the time well, because of the like, way, because was, the way he's talking.
3: Well, not only that, he, it was recorded for TV. Like, it, yeah. it, like you were the audience. It wasn't, it, yes, there were people in the room, but it was recorded for everybody who was watching.
0: And it was just such an like it was such a cool scene in that kind of doing it in the round and the way he talks about it and um, just how the there's no understating how influential that album was for me to watch that type of live music because it's also the type of live music I enjoy the most, which is generally pretty quiet, you know. Mm-hmm. It, we, we were talking before you we, before that um, I don't go to see a ton of concerts, but I will go to see a bunch of jazz bands or live music where it's mostly like instrumental and, and a little smoother and a little quieter and, and a, a, often acoustic. It's just it was a very influential album for me.
3: Yeah, I mean all those um, I mean basically like I know there were more but like those three key Nirvana albums. Unplug being the last of the three, mm. um, we're really like I was the kid who walked around. I what was our my freshman year of high school is when uh, he killed himself, and so um, I had the the Kurt Cobain death shirt and everything. Um, it's funny now to watch the kids walking around. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun watching the kids walk around now with the Nirvana shirts. But
0: is anyway. it just makes me feel super old.
2: I like the ones that walk around with the GNR shirts and have never heard one song. Yeah, um, um, I'm I'm gonna piggyback uh, off of your liking for seeing jazz live uh, with I'm gonna I'm just gonna smash two albums out in one. Uh, they're not total jazz albums, but you'll understand. So two of mine: uh, Ray Charles, the Ray soundtrack. Mm. Uh, another one. Played that fucking thing every day for a year straight. Um, Absolutely love that album. There's not one song on there I will skip. Um, Yeah, uh, saw the movie, loved the movie so much I got the soundtrack and ended up becoming a Ray Charles fan. When walking into the theater, I had only known really one song by him.
0: It's amazing how that happens, right? Just the music alone hits you at just the right time.
2: And uh, uh, one more to add into that uh, Sinatra uh, reprise the Good Years. Ooh, uh, yeah. Got that album when I was about 22 years old, and turned me into a massive Sinatra fan.
0: I, I tell you what, I to piggyback off that, I it's not on my list, but there's an album I got when I was I was working at um, the the that retail location. Um, <laughs> the big blue box. The big blue box. Uh, that. It was B.B. Um, King and Eric Clapton, and I was an yes. Eric Clapton yeah. fan, it's and really it's Riding With down. The King, and yep. holy shit. I still listen to that album today, and it's gotta be 20 years old, if not more. Yeah. Um, and I can, I, I, I turned, it was funny, I actually turned it on the other day and was listening to it and was able to sing every song mm-hmm. off that album, because it's just so good, and it puts you into a different mindset, right? It's that, mm-hmm. it, that, that little, like, trigger to push you down the road.
3: Um, well, I can go with my next one because it's kind of musician-centric. Um, and it might be the one that Drew thinks that I'm going to be saying, but it might not be. Um, is uh, They Might Be Giant's Flood yep. album. <laughs> 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 is that but, Particle Man? It is. That's the one with Particle Man on it uh, and Birdhouse in Your Soul mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I've seen them 17 times live. And, um, yeah, they're – it's one of those – as a – it was one of those – ones. I I, I was a musician. I mean, I technically still am. I guess I can still play. But I was in band in middle school and high school and all that deal. Um, And the funniest thing was I had gone and seen them – I think it was my freshman year or sophomore year of high school. And um, I walk in and – the guy who I took music lessons from was wearing a They Might Be Giants hat. I was like, oh, I love TMBG. And we start talking, and his brother is the trombone player from They Might Be Giants. What? Yeah. Um, <laughs> later on down the road, his daughter won a Grammy because she sang on one of their kids' albums. Like, on their first kids' album, she won a Grammy for for performing on it. But, like, this was, I mean, they might be, or, uh, Bird, or Bird, ah, Flood came out in 1983, 1984. Um, I was so sad They actually just did a um, A a tour where they played Flood from front to back Like they played the entire album Um, I'm sorry it was 1990 That that came out Um, But they uh, yeah they just did a whole tour And I didn't get to go see them because Every time they were anywhere close Like they played in Orlando and I couldn't get away that Weekend Uh, I couldn't get to their show In Tampa and then the next closest one Was Charleston and I couldn't go to that one either so I was a little perturbed that I missed that tour. Um, but yeah, they're, Man. they're one of those bands that just um, actually um, one of the people who got me really listening to him cause I knew about him, but really got me to hard listening to him was uh, Jason Belchner. There's okay. a name you probably haven't heard in a while. A guy I went to high school with and uh, he loved them and got me listening to them more. Um, and then like, I've just, ever since then, it's, um their sound has changed over the years they put they have more band members um and so on and so forth but still like the core is just the two of them and uh and they do amazing work and they'll put out they put out songs just randomly um they have thousands and thousands of songs and it's kind of wonderful
0: i I mean i'll I'll tell you i I don't go to many (laughs) concerts like we were just talking about but that is one concert that i absolutely loved uh they might be giants and uh aquabats was what oh I saw god last time. yes and what a what a crazy experience to go we go and watch this whole thing meltdown it was it was fantastic
2: was uh when you saw the aquabats was travis barker still in the band
0: i have no earthly idea <laughs> he was at one time so before he was
3: in blink he was the drummer for that band
0: are you serious there are a lot of I mean, people who used to be in the aquabats
3: like mm-hmm. if you go through their list of former people um, it's pretty nuts.
0: That's crazy. Well, I mean, it, they're just... They're very talented, and it's so weird. And, and that makes a lot of sense. Um, speaking of Jason Belcher, uh I will say that he was an influence on me as well. Uh, I have Real Big Fish Turn the Radio Off. Uh,
2: oh, I had to cut that one off of my list.
0: Uh, well, I'm here, to, I'm here for you, Drew. I got you. <laughs> Thank you. you. <laughs> um, Turn the Radio Off is one of my go-tos. If I'm having a... If I'm having a very good day or a very bad day, that's the one that I go to um, because there's songs on there that run the gambit and um, I, I, I love that album. I, I, it's one of my constant go-tos and that's the band that I've seen the most live. I'd say maybe about seven or eight times, somewhere in there.
3: I think I've seen them three times. I've seen them three or four times. I've Wait, seen them with I, you at I, I least okay, once. Okay, so I have seen them three times.
2: <laughs> I, yeah, I saw them at Warp Tour. I saw them open for Less Than Jake in Daytona. And then I saw them with you at the House of Blues.
3: Yes. With Less Than Jake. Yes. Uh, well,
2: now that we've brought up Less Than Jake. <laughs> Shocking
3: that you have a Less Than Jake album.
2: Yes. I just, I you know, I picked the first album I ever heard by them, but honestly... Uh, It's not my favorite Less Than Jake album, but it was the album that got me into them. Uh, Losing Streak by Less Than Jake. They are my favorite band. I've seen them 28 times, 29 this July. Holy Um, shit. Yeah. Uh, I did not start listening to them until they had been around six years. Um, But uh, I got into them because uh, uh, this uh, girl I knew knew I was kind of into, I was getting into punk music at the time and asked me, if I'd heard of them and I was like, yeah, they were the kid that or they were the band that all the weird kids in high school listened to. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, um, I hadn't heard them before, but she, she made me a mixtape, which will be the first of two mixtapes that are mentioned in this thing. Um, I listened to them. I loved it. Ended up buying the album. And, uh, yeah, in July I've seen them 28 times or 29 times.
0: Wow. That's incredible.
3: Um, yeah, I've, I've seen them once or twice with, you now, at least least once. Yeah, probably. Yeah. At least twice. Um, well, mine's kind of, my next one's kind of a mixtape, so we'll, we'll go with that. It wasn't a mixtape that was made for me. It was a mixtape that was released to everybody. Um, and it was my first album. Thank me later. No, it was an album. (laughs) (laughs) It's (laughs) a, sorry, (laughs) I was trying to go through it. I didn't um, but it was an album. It was the first CD I ever owned. It, I, it was actually given to me um, as I can't. Remember, it was some contest or whatever um, back in 1992, and it is the East Coast Family Volume One.
0: <laughs> I don't even know what the hell that is.
3: <laughs> it is Voice the man ABC yep.
0: BBD. Oh, um, oh my god! Okay, never mind.
3: <laughs> so it was it was it was Biv Records first album i think it was biv 10 was the name it was the company it was motown that put it on but it had uh one that had all of them um which was called the east it was east coast family one for one for all for one was was the name of the song um but there were like five boys to men song on it but um mc brains was on it uh tamrock and yo-yo uh it was just but it was a hip-hop funk soul r&b like it was just, I think, uh, it was End of the Road was on it. Um, uh, it's So Hard to Say Goodbye. Uh, it was the first time Motown, I, I remember hearing Motown Philly for the first
0: time was on that album. And now it's back again.
3: It is back again. Um, but like Pump Your Fist was on it. And there, there, there are songs that nobody has ever heard of that are on there that I still recite lyrics to at random. Um, so like if somebody will just say a word like certain words I'll it just pops out and I'm like oh okay weird um, but yeah that was I got that at the same time I got the soundtrack and I left soundtracks off um, but it was the soundtrack to uh, Good Morning Vietnam was the other one that, that I got at the same exact time Time. what's even on that the Good Morning
0: Vietnam yeah it's gotta be like a bunch of classic rock right it is
3: yeah, yeah. is CCR on there it's uh, yes. it oh, to it has to oh it is yeah.
0: um, <laughs> you don't have a movie set at that time frame without yeah. CCR.
2: Um, and I'm betting it's Fortunate Son.
0: For sure.
3: Let's see. Actually, CCR is not on there.
0: What? Burn that album.
3: Yeah,
2: get rid of it. It's
0: trash.
3: Um, but yeah, it had like uh, Nowhere to Run by Martha and the Vandellas. and uh, I Get Around by the Beach Boys. Um, and it had little cut-ins of Robin Williams doing radio calls in the throughout oh. the whole thing. So,
0: rest in peace, Robin Williams. R.I.P.
3: I'm happy I got to see him before he passed away.
0: Um, we I may think have he was to, too.
3: We may have to do a comedy version of this at some point, like comedians.
0: Okay, so uh, on that note, um, I, I know we need to get the Drew's Megalist, but <laughs> one of the one of the albums that I have on mine is um, Monty Python's The Final Ripoff. I I, look, I know it's not exactly what we're looking for, but (laughs) if if you want to talk about an album that I can I can say almost every sketch verbatim, even when we got into college, I was in the drama club in college and we did a whole Monty Python sketch and the way that I kept reinforcing the sketch was listening to that album. Oh that was by the way, that was the only
3: time I've ever seen you on stage.
0: That was it? That was it? (laughs) You didn't get to see our town?
3: No, I didn't see Our Town. And you weren't in any of the other musicals that I was in the pit orchestra for, so...
0: No, I tried to stay away from musicals. I'm not exactly that guy. Um, but yeah, no, it was... But that, you were... That, that was
3: at Emory Riddle. I remember that.
0: That's right. <laughs> that, and that was where I got to um, be on stage in... I think I was in my boxers at one point. Um, now, it was... It, I love Monty Python. I, I, I have ever since... Uh, uh, this is going to, it's going to start out weird, the story, and then it's, it's going to land in a different spot, but just bear with me. So I, I woke up, my, my dad and I had, uh, insomnia in different versions of it. And so I, I woke up one night and my dad was in the living room and he is laughing his ass off. I mean, just going crazy. And I'm, I'm like, what in the hell? So I, I sneak in the living room and see what he's doing. Cause I wasn't sure like what exactly was going on. Um, he was watching, um, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. And and it was the first time I'd ever seen it. And I'm, I'm young, young. And um, I'm watching it, and I'm watching the guys run around with coconuts and pretend... Or their, uh, coconuts pretending their horses and thinking everything was crazy. And I have fallen in love with Mighty Python ever since. And the final ripoff is just such a great compilation of, like, their best of. Two-disc set, it's fantastic.
3: I, I can probably sing along with the entire Spamalot soundtrack, so at one point that was in my rotation of cds but um yeah that's a i'm trying to like like i remember my like i would wake up or stay up late at night with when my aunt was still living with me and we used to watch mash but Mm. i guess that's kind of the same thing except mash is a little darker it's a little (laughs) darker
0: I mean, we Monty Python does have the Spanish Inquisition, and nobody <laughs> expects the Spanish Inquisition. Nobody ever. Um, but yeah, that's that's on my rotation. I, I I fell in love with it early and often.
2: That's um. I mean, it's it's perfectly fine to have comedy albums on there. It didn't make my list, but um, when I was a kid, I had um, Steve Martin's "Let's Get Small." On, oh, great on album. record. Plus, "Wild and Crazy Guy" and "Comedy Ain't Pretty" and. I will tell you, there are two people that I kind of base my humor off of. One is Steve Martin because of those albums, and the other is Larry Fine of the Three Stooges. So if you've ever laughed <laughs> at anything I've said, including this, you have one of those two to thank for it.
0: <laughs> love it. Absolutely love it.
3: It's kind of funny because uh, the uh, I my I just completely had a brain fart. Um but uh, I, I actually went and saw Steve Martin and Martin Short um, and also got to see John Cleese and Eric Idle oh, on jerk. tour, like both of the two like on tour at different, like together. Um, and I will say, as much as I love Steve Martin and Martin Short, um, the Pythons were better. They, they were just like their chemistry was just that much better.
0: Steve Martin and Martin Short, I, I love them both. They're very intelligent. They're they're they're. They're so intelligent and they're so well spoken. They're so put together. And Steve Martin is one of my all-time favorite comedians, but the the team in Monty Python is just so goddamn quick and so fast. And you, you you they're so smart you don't even realize how funny they actually are sometimes.
3: And I I can officially say that I have seen Eric Idle perform always like on the Bright Side of Life in person. So that's like a one of those like.
0: Things. Life goals, yeah.
3: Like th- that's mm-hmm. one of those things that everybody should experience at some point in their life,
0: <laughs> for sure.
3: Um, and I saw them both in the same theater at the Dis- on the Dis- uh, at the Disney theater. So, um, my see, I have three of them and they go f- together. Um, I know I'm trying to figure out how to group some of mine together. Mine are like my three of them are grouped together because literally, I remember going on trips, I it, like on high school band trips and. Trips when I was in scouts. Um, actually, here's one. I, I, so these are the three albums that I listened to on my drive from Daytona Beach to Northern Georgia in the back of a red Dodge Ram pickup truck. Like, in the, like, <laughs> not, I'm not talking like the back seat, I'm talking the oh, bed. I, I know. <laughs> I've, I've lived that experience back in the day too. Um, and you guys need
0: to get better friends.
3: <laughs> well, the problem was all my friends were like, we had, I think there were seven or eight of us. that were all going to scout camp in North Georgia. Um, and you know, a couple of these people, uh, that were in the, that were in the truck. <laughs> I'm sure. I do. But, um, and it was their dad driving. Um, but first one is smashed by the offspring. Um, yep. which I got to see them perform the entire thing front to back, which was absolutely freaking amazing. Um, awesome show uh green day's dookie um Mm -hmm. and weezer's blue album
0: that's a good compilation
3: um but all three of them like literally i will listen to them front to back to this day like they are songs that are on my like they're albums that are on my playlist for when i have it on during work where it's just playing in the background um and i'll just sit and i'll sing to them as i'm coding you know it's those are all three of those albums are just ones that i will all day every day listen to
2: Weezer's first two albums, you just felt like you knew them.
3: Yes, like,
2: like they felt like they were guys that like you hung out with that were singing about shit you did. The um, blue,
3: blue album's on mine,
2: so I'll uh, I'll scrap that off of there and just you know pick well, it back off. Your we
3: nose. can we can definitely talk about it. Yeah, um, I mean, but yeah, you're right. Like uh, Weezer and Pinkerton, or the blue album and then Pinkerton, were just awesome albums. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I don't listen to Weezer albums today, but they like. There was just something about that blue album that that got me and it was so like every song was different but it was all like chill and relax. So,
0: it, yeah. It was perfect. It, it was it, if you want to listen to Weezer, just listen to that because Drew you're right like it you could feel that they were you could you could tell who these people were just by listening to those songs. Mm-hmm. You you knew who they were by the time you were done with the album.
2: Yeah, they uh. Yeah, they definitely looked, looked like just felt like guys that like hung around your hometown and de- not Volusia County though. They didn't seem like Volusia County
3: folks. No,
0: <laughs> but, <laughs> they're like Orange County guys, and not like Orange County, California, Orange County, yeah. Florida. Yeah.
3: Um, but like I, the first time I saw or heard Weezer, I think was when with was Buddy Holly, or at least that's the first time I remember hearing it. Um, because they had the the uh, music video that played on MTV all the time, the whole mm-hmm. Happy Days thing um and that one got me and i bought the album and literally like that's just one of those ones that i don't think there's a song that i don't know all the words to and won't just sit and listen to so the
2: first one i heard off of that album was undone parentheses the sweater sweater song song. yep (laughs) and uh yeah they had me sold on that one too i remember uh yeah just much like you. I got that album from fucking BMG, I think. <laughs> oh, I'm sure I did. <laughs> I, I'm
3: sure I probably owe Columbia Records like $30 still or something like that. <laughs>
2: sure, I think everyone in the world is stuck that place for
3: like...
0: <laughs> we're, we're still in collections for it.
3: Um, but yeah, no, that was... Um, all three of those albums, though. The Dookie album um, is one um, that... I just remember sitting and listening to, and I, literally, like any of the songs come on, and I will just start singing them in the car, and and I think Graham knows half the words to that to the Dookie album.
2: I uh, I had to cut Dookie from my list, but uh, I definitely that sounded kind of weird having to cut Dookie from your list. But um, you should eat
0: some prunes. Well, just don't <laughs> smash,
3: just don't smash Dookie, and you'll be okay.
0: Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh good night.
3: Um, But yeah, Smash was the other one on that list And um, I remember the first time I'm listening to it I had my headphones with my disc man And I'm sitting in the car with my mom And here I am, I'm like, you stupid Dumb shit, goddamn motherfucker (laughs)
0: And
3: and she just like, she slapped The CD player out of my hand
0: (laughs) So uh, you've You've met my father before, you know um, Oh shit The the Korn album where they have, I think it's Limp Biscuit on, and it's the track where they they're yelling at each other, and and literally they're they're yelling like, "Oh fuck you!" and it's it's like super sexual but like angry.
3: That's the uh, that was uh was that uh was that Woodstock ninety nine, that, or? that would be I,
2: off of Follow the Leader, which fa- is number five. Okay. Okay. Follow the Leader,
0: list. okay, number so, five on my list. <laughs> great, you have great taste, Drew. Um, but that that song came on. Well, it was me and our group of friends were outside, and my dad got home, walked in the house, and that's the song that came on. And he immediately turned around and walked out, and he, was, and he walked back outside. He's like, "What the fuck's wrong with you?"
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, my parents didn't restrict anything I listened to. Like they were all for letting me listen to whatever as long as I wasn't using the language that was involved in the music, um, I could listen to whatever I wanted to. So, I,
0: Same here, but a, that was one where literally my dad was just, like, thrown. <laughs> and I don't blame him because, you know, um, without context, even with context, that's a tough part of the album to listen to in, like, yeah. public. And my dad walked in. That was his first exposure to Korn, um, other than, you know, the, the name.
3: Um that was, that was when I really liked Korn, back when they were, you know, yeah, freak on a leash and all that stuff. Now, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not, a, like, I don't know. It's gotten – it's just not what it used to be.
2: Well, that style of music is basically dead. But um, uh, to go back to Smash, I remember the first time I heard Self-Esteem, mm-hmm. I wanted to start a mosh pit in my room with, <laughs> I guess, my stuffed animals because there was nothing, no people in there. Um, but yeah, I, 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 went about three albums into the offspring before they kind of lost me, but those, uh, Ixnay on the ombre smash and
1: mm.
2: Americana were just like,
3: see Americana was hit or miss for me. Like I, I enjoy it, but like it was one of those, it was a hit or miss one for me on Americana. There were a couple of songs on it. I was like, eh, but, um, smash is just one of those ones where to this day, I will just, I'll get pumped up. And that was the last mosh pit I was in. I went with my brother-in-law to that show and like i got i got shoved into the mosh pit um ended up having to forearm a guy in the head because he was knocking over some nine-year-old like there was some kid in the middle of the pit and he was messing with like legitimately trying to hurt look like he was trying to hurt this kid which is not mosh pit etiquette so i was throwing elbows <laughs> so nice yeah i that was so protecting him i was bald I mean, guy was probably a racist kkk member he looked like it but you know whatever <laughs> Um, Drew and I Thank almost you. got involved in some mosh pits, but we were, we, we stayed on the outside.
2: <laughs> the, uh, honestly, the worst mosh pits I've ever been in were corn concerts. I'm sure. Um, they were like when, when the opening keys to blind starts and everyone's like lacing their fucking doc Martins up and tying their fucking <laughs> hair back and just like cracking their knuckles. And you're like, I'm fucking dead. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I'll go. Uh, I'll, I'll go with my next one. I'll use Korn to Follow the leader. Uh, that got me into metal. I guess is what you call that. It's uh, like metal
0: adjacent. Yeah, yeah
2: like hip hoppy type metal. Rap I was always rock. into hip hop, so like you know, adding that to it. Um, I was never really I. I appreciate Metallica now, but I was never into that type of metal. Um, so when Corn came along, it sounded a lot different than that, but it was still really heavy. Um, which is, I guess, what kind of got me into them. And then, uh, yeah, they put out about three or four albums. But um, "Follow the Leader" was another one that got probably a solid year of play every day in my in my CD player.
0: Fair, that's a great album. Yeah. Same here. They listened to it a whole bunch. It got me to purchase the Limp Bizkit CD, and then you regret it after about a year (laughs) immediately okay
3: three dollar bill was not that bad everything afterwards is pretty much
0: (laughs) yeah but it's a whole cd like you have to buy oh yeah the
3: the
2: problem is off of each one of their albums there's at least two songs that you're like that you like and shamefully i will still like in my on my phone i still have roland on there of course (laughs) so you know
0: well it's a that is the benefit of like the streaming services that we have today, like you can listen to the one or two out songs you really like. Mm-hmm. Um, kids today will never know the the sadness of being tricked by one amazing song on the radio to buying yes. an absolute turd of an album. Yes. <laughs> um. uh, Blur Song 2, they, like that was, that hey. that I still remember uh, our friend Eric went out, was absolutely sold on Blur Song 2. I told him all along, and I still bring it up to today. And that song came out what in the '90s? I said, "Do yeah. not buy this album. I'd have a good. I have an instinct about this." He bought it. The only song that sounds like song two is song two. Everything else <laughs> is like our ballads and instrumentals.
3: Yeah, um, I, I guess I can go. My this is actually my last one, um, but it's like the only one that came out while I was in college that's on my list. Like everything came out before college but this one i remember the first time i heard one of the songs from it um was walking into my um my it was intro to communications in college and my professor who was the probably my age now but a middle-aged woman um had lincoln park playing um and this was 2000 right like literally legitimately uh, like November of 2000 and the, mm-hmm. the, the album came out in like October um, and she was playing I want to say she was playing Paper Cut, um, and uh, like the song that she played with like hit me I was like oh I need to go buy that so I was going to work that day at the Big Blue Box um, so I bought the album and that thing must have lived in my CD player for a year and a half two years um, it, it was one of those ones that was constantly on rotation uh, it was Hybrid Theory Hybrid Theory
0: a good album for sure. Yeah.
3: Um, there's a lot from there and that Hybrid Theory, I swear to god that album was remade like five different times under four different names. Um, by like they would just do remixes of the same album because it was just that album. So
2: <laughs> Yeah, I remember a song what was it? Points of Authority. That was my favorite song on that on that album.
3: Yeah, it's a good album. Just... Or a good
0: song. So I have I have one more <laughs> And then I have an honorable men- a few honorable mentions if we want yeah. to bring those up. but yeah, um, my, my last one um, in a, it's uh, it's incubus, Make yourself. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's a reason why. And, and that was the one where I enjoyed the whole s- CD, uh, but there's one song in particular, uh, Drive. Um, listened to the CD a bunch, enjoyed it. Uh, I, when I was in college, um, uh, my dad passed away and when he passed away like I was I was broken I had to go back up to school and finish out my senior year and it was they, that was it was rough and that song I mean had a lot of support for my family uh, I was dating my wife at the time tons of support there but um that song carried me through a lot uh because it was it was so it spoke to me in, in a time and a place where just carrying on and, and moving forward and it was um it was good. I still listen to it today. When when I uh, I get into a different place, so uh, not to bum everybody out, but great album. You should listen to the whole thing. Um, but if you do go through a tragedy, listen to Drive. It'll lift you back up.
3: It's a very good album. I have listened to it yeah. many times. So
2: they're a, they're a unique band. I like them. Um, I don't. I think they're one of those bands that never puts out the same album twice.
0: Mm-mm. Every band, every time they they release a CD, it sounds a little different. Yeah. There's a different tone, or a different feel. Um, again, that one was just it was time and a place for me. It was it it was uh, mm-hmm. it was helpful to have that one for sure.
2: Was that the album with Stellar on it?
0: I think so. Hold on, I'll tell you for sure. Yes, it was. Yeah,
2: that was yeah that one that album was was really good.
0: Yeah, uh, make yourself uh i mean I, I miss you was on it which was great because going back and forth like it was it pardon was a really me. good album
2: right pardon me is on there yes pardon me is definitely uh, on that yep. one.
0: yep pardon me is on that one um aren't they playing
3: i thought they were playing orlando or played orlando recently because I, I thought i was like it was one of those ones where i was like huh should i go to that show yeah like the bands that roll up and you're like uh you know maybe i'll check them out
2: yeah <laughs> um I had to download one of their songs that I didn't have the album to after watching Letterkenny, ironically, because there is a scene where they get in a fight and uh, this song called The Crow Left, or what is it? Is it? A, it's from A Crow Left of the Murder. I can't remember what the name of the song is, but they get into this, like, brawl to it, and I'm like, I used to like this song. I'm going to download it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's awesome. There, You mean there's a brawl in Letterkenny? Never. Shocking. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I like there, I definitely have those albums that like remind me of other places at any given time and like good and bad, like take me back to high school or take me back to this. But, um, I don't think like those are more songs versus albums that made me if that mm. like, like mm-hmm. I'll have one song here once like, um, uh, actually, uh, um wow, we were just talking about and I'm completely blank. We just saw Dur- a brain Fred, fart in I did my brain just died. Um Fred Durst's band. Um uh, Limp Bizkit. Limp Bizkit. Um Limp Biscuit. Chocolate starfish and hot dog flavored one. Wa- okay. Um <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um but like I that takes me there um Different songs off of different ones. Of their albums, like I, so I saw Limp Biscuit. I have a cop. My copy of Three Dollar Bill doesn't have a label on it. That's I saw them open for um, shit. Uh, now I'm completely blanking again. Uh, Marilyn Manson. Um, back in '96, I think it was when I was working for the Cubs. Still '97, maybe. Um, back in high school. And so I have a copy of it, and so like certain songs remind me of um, people that I may have dated back then, um, like "Break Stuff," and mm. <laughs> yeah. So, pardon not
2: pardon me. Stellar reminds me of a chick that I dated. That's why I brought it. Up. <laughs> 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 um,
3: but Faith, Faith reminds me of chilla or being in the clubhouse because our clubhouse manager back then had come from Clearwater, um, which is where he got like where he. Found out about Limp Bizkit and he used to blast faith in the like everybody would leave the clubhouse and that was the first song that always came on so that reminds me of that um there's just a bunch of those like singular songs that Mm -hmm. that remind me so Drew I think you're the only one with with songs officially left on your list all right we'll do some honorable mentions afterwards
2: (laughs) um let's see where did I leave off um all right, so I'll go with one of your favorite bands, Rick, that I'm surprised, kind of surprised wasn't on one of your lists, uh, Everclear, Sparkle, and Fade. Um, it probably should have been on my list. I didn't...
0: Mm, that's a good call, too, though.
2: Yeah, reminds me of when I worked at Win dixie when I was senior year in high school, and it just, like, I've always loved that album. It's another one. They're, they're one of those bands that just uh, seem like everyday guys, and it's probably because what's uh the singer was a little bit older when
3: art yeah when he uh when he made it so seems you, like you know they as like, you've heard the story about me yes. and everclear so <laughs> um that's why i'm surprised it wasn't on your list because like
2: you've got a it's funny because i have
3: seen them like four times four or five times now and it probably should have been on my list um But, yeah, I got invited. I had breakfast with Art and the guitar player at the time. The drummer wasn't there because he was, quote, unquote, sick. Um, Later on found out, I guess he was it was a heroin. It was a heroin issue. Um, (laughs) Shocking. (laughs) um, But, yeah, so I had breakfast with them after getting in trouble with my dad or by my dad um, because so it was a Star Trek convention. And (laughs) my dad was running security for a Star Trek convention. And one of the girls in our group, her mom comes running in. She's like, or not running in, but walking in. She was like, I just met some really nice guys in the uh, in the uh, elevator as I was coming up It was one of the parties. And she's like, yeah, was some band named Everclear or they're in some band named Everclear. I was like, what? And so the next day we both had a cop. Me and her actually legitimately both had copies of the album um, in our rooms and went around the entire hotel trying to find everclear the next day <laughs> um and we got in deep shit because it was a bunch of 15 year, you know we were i think we were 15 or 16 years old boy and girl disappear for a couple hours um <laughs> and so they made us stand in the lobby waiting for the band to show to to come out to get their autograph and uh, i ended up getting the autograph but they invited us to go to breakfast at the breakfast buffet with them so i got to eat breakfast with Art. <laughs> That's the
2: weirdest story.
3: Yeah, I it is. It. It's so I, I have their autograph. It's like the auto, the autograph thing is still sitting downstairs by my uh, by the downstairs bathroom. So that is
2: the most Gen X story.
3: The and we got invited <laughs> so was at a Star
2: Trek convention and I met Everclear and had breakfast. It well. was
3: it was in St. Pete and they actually gave <laughs> us free tickets to the show, but we couldn't go because it was an eighteen and up show. Uh, um, but we heard we found out that night that he uh, that Art came on to the. Uh, the stage with Vulcan ears on that he had bought at the on the walking around oh the convention. Oh my god! The, and yeah, it was a thing.
0: That's amazing. Um,
2: yeah, on one of, on one of my later ones, we'll hear about sneaking into a concert underage. Um, yeah, so Everclear, Sparkle and Fade, one of my favorite albums. Not taking anything away from so much for the afterglow or um, um, songs from an American movie, Part One or Two. two. <laughs> but uh yeah that album just like it was this weird kind of alternative kind of pop punk kind of it's kind of grungy yeah it was yeah 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 uh, where will i go next eh, i'll stick with the kind of pop punk um this one was another one that stayed in my cd player for over a year and it's kind of at this point in life a little embarrassing but Uh, good Charlotte, the young and the hopeless. Um,
0: nothing wrong with that, Drew. Be proud.
2: (laughs) One One of my favorite albums, one of my favorite pop punk albums. Um, yeah, I remember I bought this on the way to a movie shoot. Um, I was working as a production assistant on a movie and I ended up like listening to it, like the whole ride up there, the whole ride back, and like the following year. Um, Saw him three times in concert. I think once at uh, those MTV tapings. Do you remember those? Yep. Yeah. So I saw him once at one of those. Um, good band. Like I said, they're a little poppy and kind of corny now,
3: but uh, back then they were pretty awesome. Um, I mean, two honorable mention ones kind of fit into that same category for me. Um. Oh well. Okay. So one is a combination of two albums if that makes sense, because I mm-hmm. like they, they I always listen to them together. Um, but uh, Dude Ranch and Enema of the State uh, Blink-182, mm. those mm-hmm. were two that I constantly had in my rotation. Um, and the other one was uh, Sixteen Stones by Bush.
0: Oh, that's a good album, too.
3: Um, but like I, I want to say that there were like one or two songs on each of them that I'm just like, eh, and I would just flip through. So I didn't um, they had obviously the music had an influence on me, but they were mm-hmm. they fit in that pop punk. Well, Bush did wasn't pop punk. They were just pop rock, but
2: yeah, they weren't. They came out. (coughs) They came out when grunge was popular, but they weren't like grunge. Post grunge, kind of. They were
0: post grunge. They were they were trying really hard to not be grunge and yet were grunge. Yeah,
2: they weren't grungy though. They were like you know, one of them had like a neatly shaved head and like there was no flannel
0: or. Too clean to be grunge, yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah, absolutely. They did not look the part in the least.
3: Slackers. Yeah, I mean, I, like they were in the same, same time, same category as uh, like Wonderwall with "What's the Story, Morning Glory." That was yeah. another album that was on my rotation back in that time.
0: See, that yeah. was one of my honorable mentions. It was yeah. it just Oasis in general. Like again, another another group that made me want to play guitar.
2: Yeah, they were uh, they were a phenomenal band. For at least two albums. I don't know. I haven't heard anything beyond. Oh, wait, wait. The album with Don't Go Away on it was the last album of theirs I heard.
0: It was pretty know? much them getting drunk and fighting after that. So. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah.
2: They should have recorded that with a little light guitar in the background.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you know.
3: They could have made money off of it.
0: Yeah. All acoustic set of me and my brother <laughs> kicking the shit out of each other.
3: Um. um but yeah, those, those are like that. That 94, 95 time period and then i actually saw bush i've seen bush multiple times now um but
0: good for you i (laughs) (laughs) we're all very impressed okay
3: (laughs) every night no i'm just kidding Uh, (laughs) um but like i i saw him in 99 uh at ucf and it was uh moby opened up for bush and it was the mtv music or the mtv campus invasion tour um, oh and I got to be right up in the front. And first time I ever threw out my back was at that concert.
0: So, were Prepping you, for old age.
2: Were, were you lifting someone? I, was,
3: I, I caught Gavin Rosdale. <laughs> um, so of course it, you did.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because he was looking for Bush. I got it. <laughs>
3: okay. Why not? Okay.
0: <laughs> so it was
3: at the old UCF arena.
0: Let me guess your friends now.
3: <laughs> no, I've never, I, I literally, um, the girl next to me tore off the zipper of his pants though. Um, cause he was wearing leather pants and she reached up and literally ripped the zipper off of his pants. Um, but he was, he was playing guitar. I can't even remember what song it was. He stood up on the, he stepped from the stage onto the security rail, turned around and crowd surfed from the, the front of the stage where I was all the way up to the top of the arena, not a big arena. It was the old UCF arena. So it was like 4,000 people. Um, And he played from the top of the arena. Well, when he fell backwards, it was me and like probably not 30, but like 10, 11 girls that were all there. Um, And so I caught his entire weight because none of the other ones actually like grabbed him. Like they wanted to (laughs) grab him in places that they should not have been grabbing him versus me who actually wanted to help him get along. Um, you were yeah, sorry for his safety. Um, I mean, I was concerned for my safety because I didn't want to get crushed by him. Because if I wouldn't have caught him, he would have been on I top of side-stepped me. I
2: stepped him. I'm not
0: going <laughs> to.
3: Um, but yeah, so imagine
0: that story. Like, no, I was there when Gavin died. It was crazy.
3: <laughs> so like, I think it was the next day or the day after it was either the Lakeside Jazz Festival or the Port Orange Family Day, like the first Port Orange Family Days. And I was running a sound for it. And my back was just fucking killing me. I'm sitting and, run, and trying to run, like, lift speakers up and put things into place. And yeah, that, that was not a fun time.
0: That's miserable. Holy cow.
3: At
2: any point that day did you say damn you
3: Gavin Rossdale? Uh
2: no, but I did tell that story like three or four
3: times. So. <laughs> I would too. I mean like um But yeah,
0: that that's was That's a good beer story, right? It is a like very you, good beer you're sitting at the bar having a beer. That's
3: Hey, I touched Gavin Rossdale's ass on accident. I'm A just... bunch,
2: bunch of people next to you that you don't know, you just randomly turn around and be like, "Hey, I caught Gavin Rossdale. So
3: it didn't it didn't hurt at the time. Like it was one of those cuz I was like into the show and I'm I'm going or whatever, but like I went and got in my car afterwards to drive back to No, I walked to my dorm and I laid down afterwards and my back was just killing me. Um But yeah, that was an interesting show, especially with Moby opening up cuz Moby not really a much of a band. Like it was a guy and his he had a he had a drummer and a bass player, but he would like scratch some discs Yell into a microphone and then run around the stage, and then go back to the microphone, yell into it, and then run around the stage. It was that was a weird show.
0: Uh, I, it it actually that reminds me of the worst concert I've ever been to, which was an LL Cool J concert. I was
3: gonna say MC oh. MC Hammer is my worst.
0: Uh, LL Cool J was the worst. I all he did every song was shout out somebody scream. I, it was every other word was somebody scream.
3: MC Hammer brought his son, who happens to have a dance team with him, um, and he would like literally talking into the microphone, the lyrics from like, didn't really dance. And then his kids dance group would go up and perform on stage. And then we would take a five minute break in between songs while he caught his breath. <laughs> it was so bad. So, that so bad. it
0: was great. <coughs> um, I All did right. have, I did have one more honorable mention yeah, just to throw it out it. there. Um, it, it, I've got, a, actually I got a whole bunch, but there's one more that um, it, it's very influential and it's actually, Newer music, so I'm with you guys. Like everything that's on this list so far is pretty much from 2000 and before. Mm -hmm. Um, But um, fits in the tantrums.
2: Uh, Oh yeah, I know who
0: they're. Love. We've seen them. My wife and I have seen them multiple times. Love picking up the pieces. Every album they've released, we've enjoyed listening to multiple times. It's on. It's on a heavy rotation in our household. But um, fun bands. Good. uh, Just just a ton of fun and very different. They've got like an old synthesizer that they use in the background. It's, it sounds really silly when you just say it, but until you start listening to it, it's it's fun.
2: I think uh, one of the WWE pay-per-views last year used one of their songs as a, uh, as their like official theme for that pay-per-view.
0: For a hot second, they were in multiple, like, commercials and -hmm. and, and whatnot. So, like, Hand Clap was on there and um, uh, Move Your Feet. and uh, There's just a – when you listen to them, you'll finally be like, oh, I remember that from the XYZ commercial.
1: Yeah. Uh, Let's
2: see. Let me move down my list. I have a few hundred left. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I really like I want to move down because we mentioned now like two bands that are already on there but I want to go for the one that's going to have the most shock value and the most recent mention so I'm going to go with mc hammers too legit to quit hey hey <laughs> too legit too legit to quit
3: Hey, hey.
2: the whole got, album though I loved that album I uh, got that thing for like easter when I was in eighth grade um the easter bunny brought it to my house and uh I could not get enough of that fucking album. Like, (laughs) the cassette, I would front and back that damn thing. I had a little stupid Walkman. I had like eight cassettes, and um, that thing had Too Legit to Quit. It had Adam's Groove. It had like, I don't know. It was like, it was before rap got too, like, and when I say too, I love gangster rap, don't get me wrong, but it was just like lighthearted hip hop, I guess. And uh, yeah probably uh one of my favorite childhood albums
3: yeah i i definitely had that and i definitely listened to it a lot because it had what was it uh this is the way we roll mm-hmm. and um gaining momentum uh do not pass or do not pass that was the first yeah. album
2: Oh was it yeah that was uh um please hammer don't hurt him
3: you sure mm-hmm. pretty
2: sure now i'm doubting myself <laughs> <laughs>
3: Cause here comes the, like, please don't hurt him. Had, uh, uh, you can't touch it's this. Prey, and here comes the hammer. It, prey, the prey, hammer. Yeah. it had, you can't, can't touch, can't touch this. this. Help the children. Have you seen her? Okay. I've got it up now. Have you seen her? Help the children pray. She's soft and wet. Um, let's go deeper. Here comes the hammer. You can't touch this crime story, dancing machine and on your face. It's a lot of
2: innuendo in those songs. Um, like, just read, read, like the the three through the end again.
0: I think that's what gives us our explicit rating. Uh, uh, pray,
3: she's she's, so, she's soft and wet. Let's okay, go deeper. Want,
2: want. Here let's comes go deeper. The hammer. Here like, comes the, the hammer.
3: You can't touch. Wait, wait, this you're,
0: you're skipping over quite a few because it's it's dancing machine, right? So you're there, you're at the club. <laughs> pray because you're praying, and then crime story. I don't know why we started with crime story. She's soft and wet. Black is black. Let's go deeper and work this.
3: <laughs> yeah, I just I I the list I had was like the drop down from uh, Google. So yeah, I just pulled up the actual track list. And
0: what I'm stunned is, isn't he like super religious? Yes, he is. I know where all his Kid came from then. Um. But yeah, so I
3: I think I listened to Please Don't Hurt No More than I listened to Too Legit to Quit. But I listen I definitely listened to both of them. Those were like middle school
2: albums yes, for me. Was, yeah, I got that album in the eighth grade.
0: I think um, this might be the first time we have some debate here because I, that might be the first album I ever bought where I was like, seriously? <laughs> <laughs> I was so excited about it and then started listening to it and I went, this isn't my jam. I, 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 I'm I disappointed that I got this.
2: Um, you, were, you were, in fact, not too legit to quit. You were legit enough to quit. I was legit <laughs> enough.
0: I was perfectly legit enough to quit that album.
3: <laughs> um, I mean... I think my first one with that was uh Vanilla Ice's album.
0: That that was the same time frame. Yep. Both yeah, of those. was
3: yeah, it was totally. Uh, as Cool as Ice was yeah. Um That was that was one of those albums that like had one or two song two or three songs maybe that I liked. Um But yeah, that was uh that was one that got me. Um we used to get in trouble for playing that in my middle school like we had a radio like a, a tape player in the back of the middle school uh, cafeteria, and they let us used to pick, or they would let us pick out music. Um, and that one got banned. I think Hammer ended up getting banned eventually because we played it too much.
0: Um, and so did. Uh, did you hear the title of those songs? Of course, it got banned. We were idiots.
3: Well, the other one was The Simpsons Sing the Blues. They made us stop playing. Oh, that was a great <laughs> album too. So, all right.
2: Um i'll breeze over this one this is the album that got me into grunge like i said i was i was into hip-hop most up until i was about 16. i mean i've never gotten out of hip-hop but i just hadn't expanded much and uh, nirvana is Nevermind. uh i jumped on the bandwagon a little late on that one probably two years too late but um yeah it got me into into grunge music and i know we had talked about that one before so we don't have to spend a lot of time on
3: there were a no, lot of those grunge here. albums that were like really good. Like, Super Unknown was another one that I used to listen to all the time. Soundgarden.
0: You oh, know, he is, great! He
2: is—he is my favorite singer, and not one of his albums made my list.
0: He's <laughs> one of mine too. I've been listening to a ton of uh, Soundgarden and Audio Slave lately, mm-hmm. and didn't make it to the list. Sorry. Yeah.
2: Um, I have. I I got it off of YouTube a long time ago, but. Um, it was a. I guess he was at some benefit show or something, and he did uh, "I Will Always Love You," the Whitney Houston song, and fucking killed it. Like, Damn. if you ever get five seconds, look that one up. I may have to check that one out.
3: Yeah,
0: I'm totally gonna check that out. Um,
3: very Probably right very after glad, when we get off this.
0: <laughs>
2: very glad I got to see Soundgarden before he died. Um, I saw him in 2015. Um. Yeah, I only got to see two of the the big five grunge bands, just them and uh, Pearl Jam. You guys seen any of them? Did you Stone Temple Pilots? I've
3: I've seen Stone Temple Pilots, but I didn't see the original lineup of Stone Temple Pilots. I saw Stone... Didn't I see them with you? No, I've never seen them. No?
0: I've never seen them either.
3: Maybe I saw them... They opened for somebody.
2: I've never met someone that's seen Nirvana. And that's most likely because I've looked up their uh, this website setlist.fm, and it has pretty much every setlist of any band ever. And they only came to Florida on the Bleach tour, so pretty much anyone that says they saw Nirvana is probably not being truthful.
0: Full of it.
3: Or they saw them not living in Florida.
0: We're also just past that, right? Like we were we were getting into those like to go to a concert of that age for a band like Nirvana would have been more challenging.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I was, I, my first concert I went to by myself and I was literally like, I had just gotten my driver's license was live. Mm. Who was it though? Ha 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 funny. Um. Um, <laughs> it was, it was, got l- me. <laughs> <laughs> it asshole. was, it was, uh, <laughs> it was uh, luscious Jackson and live luscious Jackson opened for live.
2: I saw the singer of live do a show. I never saw live live. Um,
3: I took my high school BFF or my, my middle school BFF high school, whatever. Me and Amanda went to that show together. Hmm. Talk about friend zone.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This'll do it. No, it won't. Should have gone to the MC hammer concert. (laughs) Um, the word, the
3: funniest thing is, you know who? Like they had, so it was put on by Crow, which was by far the best radio station, one of the best radio stations yep. to ever exist. Hell um, yeah! They used to play anything. Like they, like, I even got to hang out in their studio, like in the Crow's Nest back in the day with the late Dilly Ray. <laughs> um, <laughs> but they, uh, um, they put on a pre-show, and it was MXPX was the pre-show before going and seeing uh Luches Jackson and uh live they um they used to do these crow nodo shows yep um that's I,
2: I saw every yep. at one of them <laughs> yeah they're um they were at tsunami Beach Club in Sanford do you remember that place yep was an old movie theater. Yep. And I got to see Bloodhound Gang with Nerf Herder opening for them. That was <laughs> That's awesome. The fucking
0: one of the best shows I've ever been to. <laughs> that must have been nuts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bloodhound gang and Nerf Herder.
3: I'm not a fan, but I got to go to a show in Jacksonville of the insane clown posse. And I will say they put on a hell of a show. Like it was absolutely insane. And it was an old. Like, it was an old gym that somebody had converted into a music club, and the pit was literally the old swimming pool of the – like, it was an Olympic-sized swimming pool that they had drained, and the stage sat at crowd level, and everybody was in the swimming pool.
0: That's crazy. Yeah. That is a crazy venue. Holy crap. Yeah,
3: it was – I'm surprised no one died. Uh, (laughs) That you know of. Like, I remember watching them up on stage, and they had, like, these rotating – uh, like basically round tables that they would stand on um and like have chainsaws and literally just stand stoically one of them rapping and the other one just with a chainsaw going um it was the weirdest thing they shot like fego was thrown all over the place one of my friends was from michigan it was like we need to go to the show um it was also the same way i got i saw um uh cottonmouth kings was one of those ones they're like you need to go see cottonmouth kings and so we went to the show I had a coworker once that was really into them, and I could not like. I what, what kind of
2: music are they? Are they just like jam rock or?
3: It's best way. It's like stoner surf music. Is yeah, the best way I can
0: explain. Like that's. A, it think of like Everclear, but slower and grungier, maybe. Not like grungier.
3: Like no, I because some of their songs are super clean. It's like. Like, it's hard to explain. like they have some like Beach Boys kind of stuff going on at times. It's really like it's just strange. It is drug induced. It's really good music. (laughs) Like, I enjoy listening to it. And like they used to put uh, my roommate had one of their albums and we used to partake in certain things and turn them on. And they were just bright colors and like trippy music. And so we'd sit and listen to them for hours while doing our stuff. <laughs> so, thank you, college.
2: All right. I, I'm going to see how many I have left here. One, two, three. I have four left. All okay. Right. So, I'm going to go with. Um, let's go with next uh, Michael Franti and Spearhead, all rebel rockers. Um, saw them for the first time at the Hollywood Bowl in California. Um, I was there with some i was there on vacation and uh my friend i was staying with out there took us to this big like hippie-ish type of concert uh which featured this guy michael franti and spearhead and from then on i became a fan it's like uh like reggae alternative hip-hoppy type music it's really really good um and his album all, Re- all rebel rockers is just my favorite of his albums that's why i threw it on there
0: oh huh, i've never heard of it it sounds great
2: yeah check check it out he is uh definitely got a interesting interesting sound uh let's go with next um tupac me against the world favorite Mm -hmm. album by my favorite rapper um (laughs) doesn't get much by me i think most people like all eyes on me i found me against the world to be just better
0: um I that was on one of my honorable mentions was uh DMX it it's hot and hell uh what is it it's dark and hell Hell is is hot
2: hell is hot yeah
0: yeah um I I love I love rap and I love hip-hop but uh I I think I I think I like DMX a little bit more than Tupac I I get it I totally respect Tupac no lie Mm -hmm. there but I enjoy it being a little harder
2: I uh I always I always said that DMX is one of those guys that could rap on an album with beats behind it, or you could put a full-on fucking metal band behind him, and it would be like the same shit.
0: There's very little difference between the two.
2: Yeah. Uh, He just yells and says shit.
0: (laughs) And Ricky's met my dad. That's pretty much why I love him so much.
3: (laughs) Your dad was DMX.
0: Uh, In essence, yeah, uh, with uh, less rapping and and, and lots of cussing.
3: (laughs) I mean, he worked in construction his entire entire life. It's like my dad was a cop and a mechanic. I mean, language was, was a thing. Um, I remember my dad used to work at a shop that they had a parrot that used to curse you out when you walked in the door. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of my ones that I almost threw on there was uh, doggy style because I love Snoop. Out. Like mm. Snoop so was the chronic. Yes. Yep. Um, so that was that was more in the gangsta. Although I don't really consider Snoop. I mean, it, he was, but like in my mind, he doesn't fit into that category anymore. At least. No. So, but he moved from like.
2: Um, Uh, doggy style was a gangster rap album oh definitely then he then he moved into like just pimp music and then at one point he was with no limit and the shit he was doing sounded like circus music with him rapping behind it like i don't know what master p did to him
0: hey look he the the man can do whatever he wants he's in movies he's in television he's on fucking martha stewart's tv show i mean let Snoopy snoop
2: is he more famous now for being Snoop Dogg than he is for being a rapper?
0: Yes. Yes, it's like Ice T. All right, Ice T used to be a pimp, and now he's on SVU for nine hundred seasons. <laughs> <laughs> Oddly enough, arresting pimps.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, that was one of those like um, he had another concert that I went to with the same friend that I went to the other two that we were talking about just a couple minutes ago, um, and I've now I've seen him like two or three times. So I've not seen Snoop. Oh, such a good show! Always puts on a good show. I did see
2: Ludacris this year, and that was surprisingly a very good show. Like for being at SeaWorld, where he was trying not to curse.
0: That was a good show. I saw that one. Yeah. <laughs> he was actually pretty decent.
2: Yeah. Um. Let's see. I'll go with next. Uh, My Chemical Romance, The Black Parade. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably The Black Parade's my second favorite song. That album was like fucking i don't know it's like the anthem for emo kids or something but, uh. <laughs> it really is i mean but it fits yeah but uh damn good album, damn damn talented band um yeah i just i i love that album cover to cover um and when the black parade came out i'd never heard anything like that um and i had their prior album that three cheers for sweet revenge But uh, this one just was it was completely different. It was a concept album. And and like I said, the Black Parade, Welcome to the Black Parade
3: did sounded like nothing I had really ever heard before. Yeah, I I mean, I I don't have anything more to say. It's a really good (laughs) album. I don't know if I've ever listened to it front to back, though. Like I'm I'm uh... I'm I'm going back and thinking about it. I don't know if I ever have.
0: I can assure you, I have not.
3: <laughs> I think the so I think the problem is like now that with all the streaming services and everything, I don't unless it's an album that I know I like front to back. I don't listen to the albums front to back anymore. So like all the new albums that come back come out, it's so rare for me to just sit down and listen to an album front to back. Like the new Weezer albums, I've listened to because it's the whole seasons thing and whatever. And I mean, they're decent. They're not my favorite Weezer albums, but I, I've because they're Weezer, I've sat and listened to front to back. Um, but they're also only like five and six song albums, so. Hmm.
2: Um blast through I got two left. Uh my second to last one is Well the band's called Degeneration, the album's called No Lunch. Um
0: What are they like?
2: They are punk. Uh but not like Sex Pistols Punk and not Ramon's punk. They're their own type of punk. Um when I was first getting into punk music, one of my friends made me like a, he was like a real punk rock dude, made me a compilation tape of a bunch of different punk music, you know, as like here, check this shit out. If you like it, you might like punk music. And, uh, two songs by this band were on it. And so I decided to get the album and ended up liking it. Um, became one of, one of my favorite albums. Um, when I mentioned we were, you were talking about how you were too young to get into a concert, uh, me and my friends went to see them at the, good God, the embassy. I think at one time it was also called J.J. Whispers. <laughs> 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 oh, J.J. Whispers. <laughs> Holy crap. But we went to see them. It was an 18 and up show, and uh, the band was hanging outside beforehand. We didn't know it was an 18 and up show. I was 18. My other friend was 18, but my friend Gabe was 17. He wasn't old enough to get in. So needless to say, we went in the side door with the band and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, got to see him. So that was pretty cool. We, we explained to them that, like, hey, this dude's not old enough to get in here. And they're like, yeah, just come on in.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs>
2: um, and my number one album, well, it's not number one, but the last one I'm going to mention is a compilation album. But it's a greatest hits. Hit. It's Big Ones by Aerosmith. Um. I was always into Aerosmith. Uh, they're probably my second favorite band. Uh, but I kind of forgot about them for a while and then got a copy of this album and it made me fall in love with them again. So it is uh, it is definitely one of my favorite albums. And Dream On is my
3: favorite song
2: of all time. So that's, uh, that's the story behind that.
3: Well, I can give my last two honorable mentions and they're completely far away from one another in the world of music. <laughs> like, literally opposite sides. One of them is a very situa- situa- situational um, album, and I listen to it at least once a year, um, which is Drunken Lullabies by Flogging Molly. Okay. okay. Um, I, can get, I can get on board with that. Yep, I, that's cool. I've seen them four or five times now, and it's like that's just one of those St. Patrick's Day things that just comes out no matter what. I press play on that album at least once during St. Patrick's Day or close to St. Patrick's Day. Um, and the other one is uh, East 1999 Eternal by Bone thugs and harmony Boom, 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 boom. Boom, 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 <laughs> boom, Tell <laughs> me what you gonna <laughs> yeah, do dude, when I don't waste the run. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, Crossroads, like, Me killa. That was one of those ones that I had. First like, of the month. First of the month. Wake up, wake up, wake up. <laughs> That's the first time. Um, but yeah, that was one of those ones where back in the day I had that I probably still have the CD in my CD case because, yes, I still own my CD case. So do I. What are you going to do with them now? Come on. Um, But, yeah, those were just two of them that I listened to a lot, but I don't know if they necessarily changed me in any way. Like, they didn't necessarily make me. Um, Although, I mean, I was definitely in my hip-hop phase with East 1999 and Eternal. So, Um, hip-hop R&B.
2: I'll throw out two honorable mentions and just uh, wrap wrap my list up there. Uh, so I wanted to squeeze MC Chris's Dead on there, but I just couldn't find room for it. That album got me into nerdcore hip-hop. <laughs> um, and uh, on the other end of the spectrum, uh, Public Enemy's Fear of a Black Planet is just a fucking solid
0: album. That's a great album, for real. Um, I, I have two remaining... Uh... It's uh, Tom Petty, Full Moon Fever. Um, mm-hmm. Love that album. Easy go to. Sucks that he's from Gainesville, but what are you gonna do? <laughs> um, and then uh, Bob Marley, Legend. Um, yes, that's just such a. It's such a great album. You don't even have to be on a beach to enjoy it. It's just the songs are great. Everything's fantastic. It's it truly is a legend.
3: So. Our, our cab driver, I think, played that entire album while we were in Jamaica. He's like, "This is my favorite." for a singer and puts on bob marley and i was like that's the most generic like that you could not have been more jamaican (laughs) (laughs) and
2: and before you got in the car he was like let me impress these fucking asshole
3: americans (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah i i was like yeah that was one that was played in our apartment a lot when i was in college also
0: Um, um i i will also say um uh damian marley's uh welcome to jam rock. I don't know if you've ever heard that CD, but that's a hell of a CD too. So, um gone or I guess not even CD anymore.
2: Was he the one that used to do albums with Nas?
0: I believe so. Okay,
2: all right.
0: Yeah. Uh that's a that CD is is fantastic.
3: What was the name of the dude that we had used to have on the air on the old show a couple times that did the con, the nerdcore stuff here and
2: Andy D. Andy D. <laughs> oh, thank God. He was fantastic. <laughs> He was the best guest to have. That guy was out of his fucking mind.
0: <laughs> Do we need to get him on this show or what?
2: Yes. <laughs> oh, we totally can. He will nerd out about anything. Yeah. He um, – uh, fuck it. Just go to YouTube and look up the song Angels, Angels on, on the Dance Floor by Andy D, and it just tells hey, the it? whole story. <laughs> he has a rat
3: tail. Oh, God. It's just – it's – What's the other one that uh, – Nasty. Nasty. Is the other one that <laughs> – and his wife used to – his wife was a li- – like legitimately as a living was a librarian or is a librarian. I don't know if she still is and looks like a librarian and used to get up on stage. Dre- oh, it was – and by stage, I mean like a small platform at uh, Little, Indies. Little Indies. Which he like,
2: referred to as a tumor on the side
3: of Will's pub. <laughs>
0: All right, I have I have uh, angels on the dance floor, ready to go. So you <laughs> can
3: probably play that one without getting demonetized. Yeah, I don't think He's gonna uh, Andy. Andy would probably appreciate it if you wanted to to listen to it while we uh, while we talk over it, because uh, it is something special. Um, that is for I, sure. I haven't heard it in so long. Um, we took Michael Knight to one of his concerts. Oh God, I forgot about that. He is a he is a special individual, with his Zubas. And I remember he, he was like, this is the company that Zubaz ripped off. To, to And he was wearing, like, pre-Zubaz Zubaz. What I did appreciate, though, is one, at one of his concerts, he
2: did yell out our name and the name of our podcast in the middle of the show.
3: He did. I, I, I definitely appreciated that.
2: So, I don't know. I think for the jumping off episode, this one was pretty good.
3: Yeah, it wasn't too bad. And uh, we, we have officially lost... Uh, Jason to Andy it's D. Fucking it's all right.
2: Fascinating. It's
3: all right. He's, he's being
2: drawn into the wonder that is Andy D.
0: Oh, he is wonderful. That, is this this guy was a guest on your podcast before? Oh yeah, multiple times.
3: I'm friends with him on he, Facebook. Like I could, so I. I could. Mes- we could probably message him and get him on tomorrow if we wanted to.
0: I can't. I, I can't right now. I'm gonna lose you guys for the rest of it. This, this was great. He, um, called
2: it, he called us to do his interview from a truck stop in Indiana, I think.
0: If you look at this fucking guy, then yeah, that makes perfect sense.
3: Um, and definitely look at, watch Nasty after you finish that one. Oh, it's... oh, there is that the one where he's humping the exercise ball. Oh, God, yes. Yeah, that's... Yeah, all right. I'm Nasty.
0: It, well, thanks for... Uh, th- he, has, he, he has a grand total of 1,100 followers, so I... I thanks for the rabbit hole boys
3: oh you have you you are more than welcome um so yeah that is that that could be on albums that uh that were influential because he called us out on stage i think he was the biggest name to ever call us out on stage
0: my god
2: (laughs) albums that made you say what the fuck am i listening to
3: I mean, going back to they might be giants. That's not an <laughs> absurd thing for me.
0: <laughs> well, I look albums that, that say that. That's that's good, but it's it's more like albums that make me disappointed in myself that I didn't think of this first, or yeah. or like how is this guy more popular than I am right now? <laughs>
3: And I don't think he's toured in a while. Like, he used to tour almost nonstop. This guy like, fucking
0: tours? Oh, Doing yeah. what? He's got a fanny pack and, like, no shirt on. Exactly. I, and he performs we've been that to way, multiple
3: too. multiple shows of his. We've been to, like, three of his concerts. Yeah,
0: yeah. What is wrong with you two idiots? He
3: kept coming <laughs> on <out> our show. <laughs> we had to get the promotion. We, we only had, better. like, six listeners.
0: <laughs> Rick, do better. Come on. Stop it. We have no. six listeners. This, this is one of the one few of
3: stories where
2: like I can match Rick with I know a guy. <laughs>
3: <laughs> because we oh both God. know the guy.
0: <laughs> Alright. I'm gonna have to go fall down a rabbit hole. Y'all lost me.
3: And Drew was the one who found him too. It wasn't like a like I don't even know how you found him.
2: It was a it was a chick I went on a couple of dates with that was like she found out I had a podcast and she's like, you gotta get this fucking guy on.
0: Holy crap. <laughs> That look y'all thing. hey look I, if, if i could gra- recommend anything to the you know probably one listener who's going to stay this far into the podcast <laughs> look this up and let us know what you think
3: <laughs> or don't just you
0: no know. I, let me know what you think and i want to i want the raw unadulterated if you want to live stream it and then let us know that's fine too
3: but like create a watch video on tiktok
0: And 100%, like I want to see reactions to this. If we can get this, it's at 75,000 views right now. If we could get it to like 76,000 views by the time we get to next month, I'll feel like we have accomplished something in life and we could die happy.
3: Well, since I think we've wrapped this one up, you want to tell us what we're talking about next month, Jason?
0: Yes. Uh, So next month we're going to be talking about uh, graphic novels or as uh, people like to call it, comic books. Um, but more importantly, we're going to be talking about uh, their influence on popular culture and shows and movies you may not even realize uh, are comic books. Um, uh, spoiler alert, uh, one of the ones that I like to throw out there is the movie The Mask. Uh, it was uh, based off of a property from, I believe it was Boom, and um, it, it's, a, it's a graphic novel. Uh, the way you can look at graphic novels now is it's a storyboard collection uh, more than anything else, so...
2: I, my first thought did not go to Jim Carrey's The Mask but went to the fucking Rocky Dennis there. <laughs> I,
0: I was about my mind was about to be fucking blown. I was like no, that, that was, was a <laughs> comic book?
3: It was a book. It was I don't believe that was a comic book first.
0: I, I have a, I have a couple of them that will be pretty good but uh I'm going to you know what? Drew for you. I'm there's one in particular I think is based off a graphic novel. I will find it and I'll I'll will, I will blow your head right back. <laughs>
2: okay. Um, I'm of course going to stick with. Uh, I mean, we know which. We all know which one I'm going to talk about. So,
0: but we're not going to tell anybody else. No, you can just wait. Be patient,
3: or you can go watch his movie on Amazon.
0: Yes, that go watch his out. movie on Amazon. Again, it's only five dollars. Um, I have <laughs> promised to watch it by this episode, and I have successfully not ex- <laughs> executed on that promise. But I did <laughs> buy it, so
2: that's all that matters. It really doesn't matter that you watch it.
0: <laughs> yeah I, <laughs> line my pockets with but quarters. if he
3: watches it and gives you a good review that helps yes
0: i hey amazon here's a hint i'm i've already given him a good review um and i have not watched a single second of it so is it um, is
2: it have you reviewed it on there
0: uh i think so okay i, got, I, I look, let me take a look five
2: I, stars I, with the comment absolute trash yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> not worth what? buying totally worth not so, worth watching totally worth buying
3: i don't i don't listen often anymore but I, I used to listen to a podcast called time suck and there was a running uh, joke on it where he's like uh this is that this product's absolutely amazing it blew my mind three stars <laughs> because it was a review that he got on one of like somebody reviewed his podcast and that was what they wrote about how amazing it was and then gave him three stars and, that's great uh, and so it was a running joke that people would do that and give him three stars and so that's great. All right. You ready to get out of here? Or I you... think we're ready. Yeah. Anything uh, anybody wants to plug before we jump off?
2: Well, you can go to Amazon and buy the movie Strange Luck, The Tale of Bill Black for $4.99. Or you can rent it for $1.99. And you don't even have to watch it. Just buy it or rent it. I'm actually preferring that you don't watch it and just buy it or rent it. I get paid either way. <laughs>
0: Um, Yeah, I have something to plug. Um, I would recommend going on Amazon and uh, buying his movie. Uh, And and again, don't rent it. Buy it. Because I feel like that's better return on investment.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Perfect. Um, So since we were talking about music um, and the day that this actually comes out is the day of the show. Um, So it's Friday, June 30th is the day that this is going to be released. Uh, Calpe, who who did the intro from our old... Uh, podcast uh, Top Rope Wrestling is playing playing? at the Conduit uh, in Winter Park on Friday June 30th at 7pm with uh, Royal Graves and Narcoosi and apparently Tangent so um, are you going to go to it?
2: I will be there I may go because I have two weeks off and literally nothing to
3: do Um, yeah I will be there and uh, I have some other friends that are coming to the show too Jason you should come too when is that going to be? The 30th.
0: 30th? The 30th? I I can't. Boo!
3: Uh, boo! You're not going to celebrate my birthday with me at midnight? I'm you're just Are watching
2: kidding. the new Indiana Jones movie
0: that, night? that <laughs> um, I would love to, but uh, unfortunately I have a work event that I'll be attending.
3: I'm just messing with you anyway. But it would be cool to celebrate my birthday at midnight. I thought you were July 2nd. First. I am July 1. Huh. Are you going to do Jones like new 24
0: Indiana. hours of partying?
3: No. Do you do birthday month or any of that weird shit? The young no, do? I barely okay. celebrate my own birthday. On my, on like, I, I, most of the time I combine it with July Fourth, and have a barbecue. But yeah, I don't really do any of it. I don't. Birthdays aren't a big deal to me.
0: Uh, my wife and I are at the point where we we mostly buy our own stuff for our birthdays, but she does a great job of surprising me with a lot of cool shit too. So.
2: And if you're in the market for a birthday gift, strange luck, the tale of Bill Black.
0: on Amazon. Friends, neighbors, countrymen, (laughs) lend me your ears. Um, If I had to say one thing, for your July 4th holiday, um, there's nothing more American than the tale of Bill Black, a a little-known comic book artist. Um, And it's a documentary that is done by an all-American filmmaker. And I got to tell you, all of this was born and bred in the United States. And what makes me think of July 4th? Buying Strange Luck, The Tale of Bill Black. Um, so I just want to let you guys know, from the bottom of my heart, go online, buy this movie, spend the five schmeckles, and um, let's really let's kick S- things this up and up. Did you know you're at four and a half stars already? I did, because
2: because one person gave me a three-star review. Um,
0: Who's this dickhead?
2: Yeah. He, uh, he didn't like the... Uh, the way it was shot.
0: You know what? Go ahead. I, I'll I'll commit to this. If you're listening right now, and God bless you for making it this far, because <laughs> I won't be listening to this. Um,
2: I will listen to every minute of it and laugh at my jokes.
0: If you if you make a reference to this podcast in, in the the in the the uh, the rating system <laughs> for Strange Luck, the tale of Bill Black, which is an all American movie, perfect for July Fourth weekend. Um, I'm going to need you to, to write that in there. And if you reference this podcast, I will read your your comment um, in an unusual voice. I don't know what that voice is going to be. We'll all be surprised when we do it. <laughs>
2: spam, one spam, possibly spam, be Al Pacino?
0: <laughs> oh my God, it's crazy. Uh, that's more <laughs> like Doc, Doc Brown. Um, I'll work on it. I'm going to workshop it a little bit. But you know what? If I get to the point where I can go beyond like the four uh, voices I can do, um, I'll just start making shit up. And it's going to be great. You're going to love it.
2: Well, you ready to get out of here? I think we've probably been ready to get out of here since we pressed record. <laughs> <laughs>